you. I'm Jeff Hahn. I'm the uh, contributing editor uh, from DC, our the uh, RCR's policy co correspondent. Uh, thank you both for uh, taking the time to uh, talk to us today. And, Hi, nice to meet you. No problem. Um, I, I thought maybe the uh, best place to start is uh, telling our viewers, in your own words, what uh, I, uh, ID Tech Am I pronouncing it right? ID Tech X actually does? Correct. Yeah. So we're a market research firm focusing on the hottest emerging technologies. We look at topics like 3D printing to electric vehicles and wearable technology. And what we do is to interview companies throughout those supply chains. So we find out what is going on, what are they working towards, and from that try and extract what is a real business opportunity versus what is the hype who's going to make money, and what are the unmet challenges still that need to be addressed. In addition to that research, we also host events. We host the biggest events on wearable technology in North America, um, and we also cover other topics like flexible electronics. So it's really an exciting job because we get to see all the technology several years before it appears in products. Um, and uh, I understand you have a conference coming up pretty soon. Uh, could you tell us some more about that and what we can expect to see of that? Sure, so the event is in Santa Clara on November 18th to 19th, and it's focusing, among other things, on wearable technology. We feel that the issue with wearable technology is that today many companies are taking regular bits of electronics and strapping it to their body, um, but we think that the wearable technology of the future will be very different, because rather than having rigid, bulky devices, it will be devices which can be stretchable, which can be conformal, which can be flexible to the wearer. So technology will stop wearing people, but indeed the, it will have people wearing the technology. So at the event, we're going to be covering innovations ranging from flexible sensors, flexible batteries, flexible displays, all the way through to the materials that can enable this. But also we'll be having end users there, so people who are talking or looking to see what these new things are coming along, which will allow them to put these into products and allow them to differentiate their products versus everything that's currently out there today in, in standard old rigid type formats. Wow. <laughs> so, really, next generation stuff. Um, Mr. Hayward, you know, uh, talking about these. Uh, uh, these uh, wearables. I understand that y'all have been looking at the field of um, military wearables, and uh, maybe you can give us kind of a general idea of what that entails and how it uh, differs from its how they would differ from their civilian counterparts. Sure. So, so wearable technology in the military is something that goes back a very long way, right from the heads-up displays that have been integrated, whether you're a fighter jet pilot or otherwise going significantly back into history. But as, as new technologies, such as what Raghu was saying, are being integrated more and more in the consumer space, the, the growth in military is still pressing on. And one really good example of this, for example, is when a, um, a soldier is on the battlefield, they need to um, it, it, unmanned, uh, an unmounted soldier, but they will have many different batteries, many different component types all on their body, and there's very little standardization between the units that are in place. And then, however, you've got body armor, you have a vest, you have a vest or other clothing in place, which could potentially be the, effectively the circuit board to connect to all of these separate technologies. You make the power um, systems more efficient, and, and then ultimately a much better um, overall system for the soldier in the end. 
So this is one thing that the, the, the growth of wearable technology and other related areas are really impacting in the military space, trying to find out ways to make uh, the equipment more efficient. Can you integrate it into the body armor? Can you do a, unifi uh, a uniform connection and so on? So this is one area which is having a bit of impact and we're starting to see some of the big military suppliers and, and, um, and also uh, nations really integrate this kind of technology a bit more. Yeah, I understand that um, Turkey, India, and China have all un uh, unveiled next-generation soldier concepts, which include fully integrated uh, wearable technology. And not just and not just those as well. Canada have been looking at it. Some people in the UK and um, some guys from BAE Systems are doing it with their broad with their broad shield and and other and other platforms are all starting to come in. And as these are integrated, it will really improve the. Um, the use case and improve how useful these technologies can be for the soldiers who need it most on the front line. All right, and um, what other verticals are wearables important to and uh, how do end user expectations differ for the various verticals? So some of the other verticals that we'll be covering which are we think are the hottest are healthcare, um, related to, of course is medical but also fitness and, and sportswear. And it's really because you've got this huge shift in demographics with people living much longer in most nations around the world. And there are not enough young people coming in who will be looking after them. So the technology has to get better. We've got to move away from having pills with instructional bottles that the elderly can't read to medication which is just a patch and you put onto you and it medicates because it senses the need for the drug, then puts it in. So it's going to be a huge business. Um, there's lots of hurdles along the way. For example, you know, anything that, that could um, create um, um, illness, um, if, if used in the wrong way, um, is open to um, problems. So therefore, things will have to get regulatory approval. But we're already seeing a huge wage, wage, raise of sports bands and other equipment coming along. So medical will be one. Enterprise is another. James, do you want to cover that a bit more? Yeah, so this is, this is relating to the point at which improving the efficiency of workplace, improving the safety and, and generally finding ways to integrate technology in a way um, to do things that people normally can't do, whether it be enabling like instruction giving where you don't need an instruction manual in front of you, hands-free working, immediate communication back to a central hub, monitoring all workers on the factory floor to check for safety. There are many, many examples of ways in which this can be brought in, in that kind of space. And right through to um, to the sort of virtual boardroom and all these ideas which are put forward and, and then the implications for marketing and, and these other aspects once we start seeing some volume come through in the space. So really the possibilities when it comes to that are very, very extensive. And what we really focus on at ID TechX is looking at the business models of how it's going to achieve that. Um, whilst whilst being an evangelist about the topic is a great way to do a uh, great great thing and very necessary for the industry, it's very important that we put together these roadmaps, which are going to detail the stepping stones by which the industries from today will reach these ideas which we see in five years, ten years through our forecasts. So, and that's what we we try to do at our events to really bring the community together, discover the unmet needs match the solutions and the needs together, and then hopefully um, find ways in which to, to move along this roadmap towards the future. I think one thing that's missing is that you've got a big technology push from component providers at the moment, 
Um, and you also have textile companies who are looking to move out from maybe a commodity type basis or looking to do premium items. And there's this gap in the middle where these two groups need to come together to make things that are desirable and add value to people. Um, and we're trying in our own small way with this event to bring these communities together. But I think there's a lot more work that also needs to be done. But it's an exciting time for those that can be in that middle spot between these two industries. It certainly is. Um, I'm out of curiosity. I'm wondering if y'all uh, looked at the uh, re perhaps certain regulatory aspects that might come up in um, in the cases of these wearable technologies, especially in the healthcare field. I understand privacy is a, a very big concern, and you mentioned how companies could potentially monitor um, for safety reasons and for produ uh, production reasons, monitor all their employees on a factory floor. I I'm sure you're aware there's currently a case pending in California where a woman was terminated for uh, deleting an app on her phone that tracked her, uh, that was put there by her company that tracked her 24-7. So are, are you um, looking at, have you uh, examined the regulatory concerns of, from this angle? So there's two main areas there. So one is on privacy. Um, and there, you know, it's a bit like cell phones where um, using data from cell phones, people can know a lot about you. They know where you are, they know, um, you know where you're going. Same with the fitness band as well. They know a, a huge information about when you're asleep, for example, when you're awake. But people get a lot of value from those devices and therefore they use them. And I think the same is true for wearable technologies going forward. If people get value from it, then maybe they're willing to have some sacrifice of privacy if there's enough value in it for them in this way that cell phones and fitness bands are used. Um, but if it's all for the benefit of another party, um, then it can be, um, you know, not a, a good way to move forward. Um, so I think it will depend on the value it brings to the purchaser and the consumer. Um, and regarding uh, then the regulatory environment around healthcare, um, this can take a lot of time. Um, you know, some of the big companies, the big pharma companies, the medical device companies are looking into it and they realize it may take 10 years or longer, um, but if they achieve it, it can be large amounts of money for decades beyond that. So many of them are working on many different avenues. And many of these technologies can potentially be life-saving, as you mentioned. Hello? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Um, so, um, um, we so that could include self-medication, for example, with skin patches, which sense the need for a drug and then can control the release of that drug automatically without having to rely on people uh, to take their pills in time. But also by using wearable technology, you can get data um, about your body on a continuous basis. So how many times maybe have you had an illness where um, you've had some sort of issue, but when you go to the doctor, you're actually fine again, but you walk out of the surgery and later that day, the same thing reoccurs. And it's difficult to you know, uh, pinpoint that, but if you're wearing something all the time, it can actually do things that weren't really possible to monitor before. And, and just, just to add to that briefly, I mean, and it's, when we talk about a lot of these ideas like the self-medicating skin patch and so forth, this is clearly something which we see for the future and is, is on, some, on a roadmap for 10 or more years down the line. And while some examples appear, then, then we're not expecting them to reach really broad scale consumer or otherwise use within short timescales. However, one thing that we do see, and that is already coming from the medical device companies in areas such as uh, glucose monitoring for diabetes and so forth, is people, is medical device companies 
following the same sort of, um, of philosophies that we see behind wearable technology, making it convenient, making it close to the body, making it better form factors and so forth. And, and it's already moving in that direction before even this wearables hype and so forth came into being. So continuous glucose monitoring, whether it be from Dexcom or other players like that, uh, is, is, already, is already coming into play. Similarly, Medtronic are producing skin patches which are going to measure, which measure your, um, the potentials from your heart to measure, heart, um, to measure ECG and check for various conditions of the heart. And these things are already selling, and whether in trial basis or at higher levels of revenue. And it's important that we look at these technologies and how the medical space is already a few years ahead of some of the consumer items that have come in and then see a more long-term future for how these devices are going to be um, integrated within society and onto everyone's bodies.